Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, I don't think it's going to get any worse. Um, it's, it can only be better, I would think, right now, pushing the ball up the field. But again, I just don't like the use of David Johnson in this offense. It's the TD Fairness. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. It is a waiver wire Wednesday. You guys are going to want to stay tuned because we have Bruce Arians on the podcast today. And as usual, he brings the fire. So you're going to want to listen to that. But let's talk about some guys who are available in a lot of your leagues. Uh, so we only look at guys that are available in 50% or more because that means there's a good chance they're available in your league. I don't want you telling me I'm going to pick somebody off the waivers in your 18 league who has like a top tier guy available. No, thanks. We're talking to most people here. Uh, and after a couple of good weeks, I, I had this guy on my team. I stashed him. I wanted to wait to see what he could do, and after putting up 37 points on my bench last week, Calvin Ridley will see himself into the starting lineup. He is only owned in 46% of leagues. Guys, what are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley and his sustained success going forward? I picked him up in my 12-team league. He cleared cleared waivers, and I got him this morning, and I woke up and went, oh, yes, I'm excited. (laughs) I don't know that he's going to play this week, but I'm really excited to have that option on my bench. Uh, and, and going back to the interview with my dad a minute ago, he's got that game this weekend, just talking about those matchups. You're still going to roll coverage to Julio. He's going to get a lot of one-on-one stuff moving forward. I think he just needs a little bit of confidence. The organization needs a little bit of confidence in him, which they've got a ton of now. For sure. I think he's an awesome option moving forward. Yeah, he's actually going to start for me in a flex position in one of my leagues. Uh, I, I had him in – it was an auction league. I got him for $1 at the end of the draft. I said, you know what, I'm going to take a awesome. flyer. I'm going to wait. That, that offense can be good. Uh, again, he's not get three touchdowns every game, but he is going to get one-on-one coverage, and he is going to put up points, and I'm very confident putting him in this week. Yeah, I think his, I think his targets are going to be where you want him to be. I, I, my entire fantasy lineup emphasis is on how much action are they going to get. For sure. Is that guy, getting, shot. Is that guy touching the ball? And I think he's going to get that eight to ten targets a week type thing now, especially because they're going to be a lot of shootouts. Their defense sucks. Yeah, their defense sucks. And Matt Ryan's slinging the ball around now a few weeks in a row. You've seen what this offense can be and what we expect it to be going forward. And also in this division, these defenses don't look very good. The Saints defense doesn't look very good. Tampa Bay's defense has been taken advantage of. Carolina's got they're injuries. They're not the same, yeah. So it kind of, you look around and you go, okay, let's play these matchups. Calvin Ridley, I think long-term for this Atlanta team, is going to be in a good spot going forward. And just to, just to tease our rankings a little bit, Calvin Ridley cracks my top 30. He's my third, number 30 wide receiver this week. So yeah. definitely in flex territory for 12-team leagues. 100%. And if you're in a 16-team league, he's creeping into the wide receiver two spot 100%. All right, Chris Godwin. He's owned in 42% of leagues. Jamie, this is a guy you President liked. of his fan club. President of the fan club. So I'll let you go first. Uh, what are your thoughts for him now and obviously going forward? All this guy does is catch four or five passes and a touchdown every single week. Now, he should have had two. He dropped I one know. the other night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a, that was one of the weirdest games for Chris Godwin. He, I think, had every football player wide receiver could possibly have in that game. 
Uh, again, he's he's number 32 for me this week. Uh, again, I, I like him a lot. At some point, Tampa's offense will taper down a little bit. I don't think they're going to be putting up those kind of points all season. But they like him. They've liked him a lot. They liked him late last season. This Again, when you see players come on late last season and then come into a new season and succeed, that's how you know it's real. This coaching staff likes him a lot. They want to get him the ball. Jameis got him the ball, so if Jameis ever gets to be the starter again at some point, I don't think it's going to hurt Godwin's value. I, I like him a lot. He needs to be a guy that you're considering in a flex spot on a weekly basis, especially now we're getting into bye weeks. Only two bye weeks this week with Carolina and Washington. Yeah, pay, pay attention, people. We're going to have a few I had a good friend pick him up off, off the waivers last week, was sitting on the bench and, and put up a pretty nice night. I, I'm a little bit leery to see what happens when Jameis does come back. Deshaun Jackson still playing well. We thought he probably would be getting phased out, but he's really not. He's top five in the league right now in yards. So that scares me a little bit there, but I still like that play. I mean, look, you're going to be a red zone target, which he has been yep. in all three games. Great option for you. All right, another guy that's available in 80% of leagues, only on 20%. People aren't listening. Tyler Boyd. Uh, Tyler Boyd, this is a this is a good option for, for if you're like me, if you have A.J. Green. Last week, when I saw the injury, I went and picked up Tyler Boyd to handcuff myself because even even in some weeks, I feel comfortable starting both of them. But especially with this lingering issue for AJ Green, you got to pick him up in eighty percent of leagues. He's probably available in your league. He needs to be owned in all leagues. Period. Yeah, ten team leagues, even though no, all like we just talked about how I said what Calvin Ridley was thirty and and Godwin was thirty two. I have Tyler Boyd at twenty eight. Yeah. You're starting Tyler Boyd oh, this 100%. week. One hundred percent. AJ Green looks like he's going to play. I think he's going to be extremely limited, and he I might agree. just be in uniform, standing on one one of the sides of the field. I'm not sure how effective he's going to be unless they get into the until they get into the red zone. Tyler Boyd is a, arguably a wide receiver too for a lot of leagues this week. I, I like him a lot. He should be playing. It's the exact same argument we just had with Ridley. Yeah, the coverage is going to be doubled to AJ Green. They're always going to roll a safety that side. He still goes yeah. deep. He can still run. Boyd is catching a lot of deep digs, ends, comebacks, mm-hmm. all the stuff you want on that number two guy on the opposite side of the field where the safety is going to the coverage of A.J. Green. I absolutely love this guy. Look, we told you this offense going into the season was going to be really good. Yeah. And it been- out. Gio Bernard had a big week last week. Atlanta's defense is bad. They're beat yeah. up. Inside a dome. I think great- he's absolute play this week. Yeah, this is a good week from a matchup perspective. If you're looking for somebody to pick up to play for A.J. Green, if you're worried about him playing, or even if you're like me, and I know that he might play, but it's going to be one of those scenarios where he's not going to be seeing the ball a lot, and I'm going to see a lot of him on the sideline. So be hesitant because when those lingering issues, I know Jake talked about it earlier this week, you got to be careful with those injuries, and I think they know the value of A.J. Green, and they'll make sure to take care of it. All right, Antonio Callaway only owned in 33% of leagues. I think after this week, when you see him and Baker together, he's going to be owned in a lot more leagues. So now is the time to go pick him up. Because I think this is going to be Baker's guy aside from Jarvis. This is the last week you're going to get any value on him. And Agreed. I've written about him on TDFantasy.com every week. I go, guys, that you should pick up that are owned in less than 25% of leagues. So these are guys that are almost widely available. And for the second straight week, Callaway made my list. you 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 got to pick him up now. He is getting open. And I, I know he had a drop pass. I know he was underthrown a couple times. Watch that Thursday night game again. Callaway was open a lot. Baker will make those throws that Tyrod would can't and won't. Yep. A- absolutely. He's a first-round talent. He had some off-the-field stuff in Florida. He's an absolute freak. And the great thing is you know that he's got the chemistry with Baker because they were getting second-team reps all the way through Watch training it on camp. Hard knocks. So one yeah. thing you can learn in preseason is stuff like that. The chemistry, yep. the timing. There's going to be no drop-off with Baker coming in there, and Jarvis Landry doesn't really run a lot of routes outside of five yeah. yards anyway. 
Callaway does. And he the, the throws that Tyrod couldn't make, Baker's going to make. They're going to still send him deep. I mean, this is another one that's right there. All these guys are wide yeah. receiver two territory, a couple more injuries, yeah. and you're going to be wishing you had him stashed. Callaway's a fringy, a fringy flex play this week. He's number 34 for me at wide receiver. Yeah, I think this is an exciting – listen, they had a little extra time this week. They played Thursday Night Football, a little extra preparation with the ones, Callaway and, and Baker this week. I think, I think it's going to be – Their secondary is nothing special. No, there's their also – Their special. defense is nothing special. All right, last guy here, Duke Johnson – uh, owned in 48% of leagues. If you're like me. Is he the most hated fantasy player of all time? I feel like fantasy owners, just, there's just year after year. Yeah. It's Duke Johnson. Cause yeah. Because now Theoretic's catching the ball like nine times a game, so everybody likes him again the last two years. But I feel like Duke Johnson's that Duke guy. Duke Johnson's definitely up there. And listen, like there's a lot of running backs that are injured or are huge disappointments thus far. And if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you need a guy who's going to play for you this week. He's available in over 50% of leagues. If you're a LaShawn McCoy owner, uh, this is the week that he potentially could sit out again. He's day-to-day. That's what Sean McDermott said. And even if he does play, couldn't be, it doesn't how mean that, how effective is he going to be. Uh, so this is a guy that I think is a good option for you if you're dealing with injury issues. Guys, how effective do you think he can be going through the rest of the season? Uh, I'm a Duke Johnson owner in one league. I'm in wait-and-see mode. Uh, I just – I. I want to see how he works in this offense because he's just not on the field a lot. And I think that's the biggest concern is that, I mean, Carlos Hyde's clearly the back there. He's just, Duke Johnson's just not out there. He doesn't fit my mold at all yeah. anybody I want to touch. I mean, I'd much rather try to pick up Buck Allen, who's not going to fit this category we're talking about, yeah. about widely available players, but somebody like that where you know is in there on third down. With Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback, I'm not sure what you're going to see from this offense. Yeah. Carlos Hyde is the guy. Yes. I think he may be in there more in some passing situations. It's not like Duke Johnson's great at picking up the blitz or that he's just better at catching it out of the backfield. Yeah. I think the role could actually be less than it's been. This one I don't like that much. And actually, he's uh, on TDFantasy.com for premium subscribers. They actually have two more pickups that are available in less than 10% of leagues that I think you should pick up. One of them's a running back. What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to ArianzFamilyFoundation.com, at ArianzFF on all your social media outlets. Guys, let's uh, preview Thursday night football. We got ourselves a very good matchup. We got Minnesota coming off a absolutely horrendous loss at home Oof. to the Buffalo Bills. They're going on the road to play the LA Rams, who look like there is no end in sight for this team. Uh, they are a seven and a half point favorite at home. It's a lot of points, uh, especially when you're playing a really good football team with a little extra extra added motivation coming into this week. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts first on, on this football game? Then we'll get into the fantasy perspective. I love the Rams. I love what they're doing. I love the Vikings. Last year, the Rams and the Vikings, it was not a good matchup at all for the Rams. It was the Vikings defense was just dominant. Um, it's a little bit of a different Rams team now. They're not trying to run it as much. Goff is really playing well. These two injuries of Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, says Peters is going to be game time. We'll see Aqib Tlaib's out for probably at least six weeks, if not more, with ankle surgery. Um, I love Wade Phillips. If there's anybody that can scheme this up and not have as much of a loss, it's them. I think Sam Shields, a veteran guy that's going to come in here and play, is big for them. I think they get it done at home. I'm taking the Rams 27-23. Um, there's something going on in Minnesota 
if I'm the Rams, I'm pissed that they laid an egg like that last yeah. week because they're going to come out fired up. But the Everson Griffin thing's weird. Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's going to play. I think they really need him in this matchup. The, the Rams linebacker's still a little thin, even if Mark Barron does play this week. Littleton's playing really well, but that's still a matchup nightmare for the Rams getting Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. Um, and the road team on Thursday night. Yeah, I've, I've learned sure. whether I like them or not to downgrade how much I like them. So I think I don't like the points. No, but I like the Rams in, in a close game, and I think there's sure. gonna be a lot of a lot of excitement in this game. That home aspect on a Thursday night is probably enough to offset the Minnesota extra added motivation going into this football game. But it is good to mention, or we need to mention that Talib is on the IR. That yeah, McVeigh so. said that going into this game. So. It's they're hoping that he'll be back at some point this season, but McVeigh didn't exactly instill confidence that, that that would be the case. Yeah, and they don't have to designate him until they actually want to bring him back. So, yes. but that's that's again that's a couple months down the road at this point. This is like the all narrative bowl. You've got yeah. the th- you've got the road team on Thursday night narrative. You've got the the Vikings can't possibly follow up that performance with another bad performance narrative. Uh, so there's so many things going on here. I- I'm with Jake on this one where. I would, again, hypothetically speaking, if you were to tease down um, the Rams in the over tonight, I would kind of maybe sort of like that. Not saying I maybe did that, but um, <laughs> tease that down to minus one and over 43 and a half for the Rams. I like that a lot. But uh, to me, I, I think this is the question of this game is where's Minnesota's offense, particularly if you're a Kirk Cousins owner? Uh, there's a lot, there was a lot of concern after last week. The Rams do have a good defense, but they're down possibly both their starting cornerbacks. Thielen's going to get his. I think he's going to bounce back from Diggs. Uh, I'm not touching the Minnesota running back situation at all. I, no. I don't think – I think Hook will play, but will he be effective? I have no idea, which will just cut into Latavius Murray's touches. You're going to start the two receivers you're going to start anyway. You're starting Kyle Rudolph because tight end is a wasteland right now. Yep. So you might have a decision to make on Kirk Cousins, but odds are you probably don't have a better option this week than him. I, I think Cousins has a big game. I, I, whether they're up, they're going to have to get up by throwing it. If they're down, they're going to they get they're, down. They're, 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 they're the old, the old it, Cousins, what, right. Washington offense, yeah. where you, just, you put they're up great. 250 yards and two touchdowns in the final 20 minutes of the game. Right, and I think you can see that. Now, the one thing that scares me from Minnesota's point of view is their offensive line looked god-awful last week against the Bills, and they're playing the, the best interior defensive line in all of football maybe in the last 20 years. That could wreak enough havoc that they can't get a lot going on offense at all. I still think everybody from a fantasy perspective minus the running back situation is relevant in this game for Minnesota and from LA you're playing them all. I'm a little bit worried about cooks in this game. I've got him in two leagues. I feel really good about him going forward. He's been, he's been right where I've drafted him and all of the analysis that I saw nationally was that's too high. I felt really good about it. I still feel really good about it going forward, even though he doesn't have a touchdown yet. I don't necessarily love him in this game. I might play some other guys over him this week. Uh, but I think Cup gets his. Cooks is probably going to get enough targets, and that Rams offense is just yeah. – it's rolling. If you I mean, want a deep, 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 deep sleeper for DFS, because last week the Thursday night winner started Baker Mayfield, because a lot of times what you have to do, you have to zig when other people zag in those contests. Malcolm Brown for the Rams. I think there's a good chance the Rams could get up big, that they rest early a bit. Brown has been very effective the last two weeks in the touches he got. Again, if you're looking to be or have one of your teams that you sign up for to have Super that, value. That, that Zig versus Zag, Malcolm Brown for the Rams could be a very interesting play. Listen, guys, if Minnesota wants to be the contender, the Super Bowl contender that they say and think that they are, they got to come out and they got to show out. Uh, I've heard multiple times you can't lose back-to-back games in the NFL, and you especially can't lose one when you just got embarrassed at home. I expect Minnesota to play really well in this game but I don't see them beating the LA Rams. I just think the LA Rams are 
legitimately the only good football team that I've seen complete football team in the NFL. There's some that should be, but the Chargers aren't the same without Bosa. Minnesota's should be, but they haven't been the same so far. I think Philly could be later on. They got to get some pieces back on that offense. But yeah, I mean, the Rams um, top to bottom off. Yeah, there's a bunch of teams I said, okay, could be top five offense, top five defense, which makes them, in my opinion, relevant for the Super for Bowl. Sure. They're the only ones that put that up so far. It's the only team I've seen in football that has convinced me that they could win a Super Bowl all, throughout all three weeks. And regardless of where you play it, where they got to go to play yeah. it to, to get there, they look like this team, they're very, very multiple on offense. I keep hearing that the Bears are compared to the Chiefs and the Rams of what they're doing, and it's almost like the poor man's little brother version of what those teams are doing. The Bears have weapons. It's got to see more from Trubisky. Yeah, that, I think that's to. really what it is. It comes down to quarterback play. That, that Goff and Mahomes are playing at that kind of level. And For Trubisky's sure. not. But those teams, they just – I mean, they can hand it to Gurley if they need to, and that travels, and that defense is going to travel. Sure. That, I think they get to lead back. I think Peters would be okay. I doubt he plays Thursday night. I don't think they want to risk it. I think they could probably think they could pull it off without him. Yeah, listen, it's early. It's September. So we got a lot of time. And uh, before before this end of the season, I have a feeling that we're going to be looking at much different teams. But these games matter. There's only 16 of them. I saw somebody tweet at the podcast that the game for the Bears didn't matter that much uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And I respectfully disagree because every game matters yeah, oh, in the it, NFL. For the Bears, it didn't yeah. matter? Oh, you freaking kidding me? You're in first place. Yeah, I uh, respectfully, like I said, I respectfully disagree. Uh, It doesn't matter. Every game matters in the NFL. That that division is interesting. Detroit looked god-awful for two weeks. Looked pretty good last week. They go to Dallas and win this week. They're 2-2. and Green Bay goes to Washington and lays an egg. They're coming back home. They're going to get a victory. If Minnesota can't go pull this off and the Bears beat the Bucs at home, they're three and one. They're looking pretty good in this division. Now they still got to beat those guys later For on. Sure. They lost to Green Bay in week one, but look, man, you're exactly Things right. There's only 16 and they all matter. They all matter. They definitely all matter. Jamie, now's the time where you get to plug TD fantasy and tell everybody where to subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe at tdfantasy.com. Subscribe to premium. You're going to get all of our rankings from Paige, Jake, and myself. You're going to get articles about fantasy relevant articles, pickup articles. You're also going to get our, our locks, our betting picks each week. We went three and one last week, seven and three for the season. So if you want to make some money, you do it. And not even our locks. I'll throw something else out yeah. there too. I mean, we've been really good at our picks so yeah. far all the way around. That's going to continue. I mean, we're still going to hit the mark that we've been on these last five or six years. The locks are awesome. That's the ones we feel really, good really, about. really good about. But every one of these games that we're analyzing is, has been pretty close. I mean, there's always some random craziness. We oh, lost yeah. one of our locks last week when I took one on the chin with the Patriots. But we've been pretty good. There, there's definitely some good content to pay attention to there. Well, to be fair, the Patriots hadn't lost two games in a row since 2002, I think. 2015, so, but 2000 games back-to-back back back losing by 10, 10 or more, that, 2002. Yeah, yes. that nobody saw that coming, <laughs> no. and nobody saw uh, the Minnesota-Buffalo debacle happening. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. And guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I, and you should definitely follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And stay tuned for former head coach Bruce Arians and all of his knowledge on the NFL in week four. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. How you doing over there? I'm doing fantastic. Everybody doing well? Yeah, we can't complain. Uh, I think you're golfing again, which is like, man, uh, sign me up for your life. Uh, I'd like to be golfing a lot too. Um, I have to make my way over to Georgia to come hang out with you a little bit. Yes, I think uh, I think you're living the dream. Yes, you do. Uh, other than traveling for on weekends, it's, it's it couldn't get any better.
That's why, that's why I like to hear. You deserve it. Uh, let's talk football, though, and let's talk about a gamer, and that is uh, Baker Mayfield. We saw him come in last week and bring Cleveland into the promised land, which is a victory that they haven't felt in a long time. He's officially the starting quarterback now in Cleveland. What are your expectations for this Cleveland team who's who really should be looking at probably about 3-0 and right now? Yeah, with that defense, the way they're playing, um, all they had to do is have just a little bit of offense. And uh, he brought the spark the other night and uh, did a great job. I, I thought uh, his anticipation and throwing in the windows and uh, obviously he got the crowd all jacked up, but it's different coming off the bench and as being the starter all week. So explain that to the, to the listeners a little bit. I mean, that's – it kind of was a perfect situation for him with no expectations. I go back to Deshaun Watson last year, just played with a reckless abandon that you can't really do as the starter with expectations. Is that kind of what you're expecting this week? A little bit of a step back? Yeah, I think, you know, once you're the guy, uh, it's, it's different. And uh, he's now the man in Cleveland. Uh, he's got three or four days of practice as the starter. He's now expected to be the face of the franchise. That adds so much more pressure than, just jumping off the bench and let me save the team today uh, and being very cavalier with it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a totally different week for him. All right, so another team with a ton of expectations every year. And when we asked you your picks for the year, you started like we all did with the Patriots. Uh, has the sky officially started to fall in New England, in your opinion? Or do you think if Josh Gordon can work out and – Edelman comes back, then this offense kind of gets back on track and they get back to being the Patriots. Or do you see something that this dynasty is finally starting to crumble a little bit? Yeah, I, I don't see – I see an old team. And uh, I don't see much speed on the field. I don't see much – well, they might have a sense of urgency for the first time all year, but they haven't had one yet. And uh, that's usually what they play. They always play with a chip on their shoulder, even though they're always favored. And I just don't see it this year. The big surprise of last weekend was the Bills going into Minnesota and blowing their doors off. As a coach that has coached high-caliber team Super Bowl contenders before, what do you say in the locker room after a game where you have a team that's a Super Bowl contender and arguably one of the worst teams in football came into your house and just wiped the floor with you? Uh, You better check your ego at the door and go back and check your week's work. Uh, Leading up to that game, there's no way that that should happen. And – obviously cannot happen again if we're going to be the team we think we're going to be. Um, and it's, it's all three phases. I mean, Buffalo beat them in all three phases, and uh, you've you got you to gotta check yourself at the door and, and make sure your preparation is proper. Coach, another team uh, that's struggling is the Houston Texans. There was a lot of hype going into this season because this defense was finally healthy. Uh, Deshaun Watson coming back again. There's only been two teams in the last 20 years that have made the playoffs 0-3. Are they going to be one of them, or is uh, Bill O'Brien potentially going to be on the hot seat? I, You know, that was my pick. I, I thought they were going to be the team, the dark horse this year. With those, when, those, when you put those three guys back on defense, uh, Marcellus Wiley and J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, I mean, wow, I don't, I don't know how they're 0-3. Bringing back Deshaun, I, I thought he might struggle early, but I thought they were good enough as a football team to cover his struggles, but obviously they're not. So the Chiefs, Mahomes, we were so excited about him. And I know going back to the draft, you were still coaching, how excited you were about the talent, how smart he was when you interviewed him. 
this offense is going off. I mean, you know exactly what Andy Reid was thinking watching this in practice, letting Alex Smith go. Primetime Monday night, do you think that's kind of a, a setup for them to step back to earth, or do you think it's really the, the coming out party for Mahomes on a national audience? I think it's the coming out party. I don't I don't see this guy stepping back at all. Uh, I don't think anything faces him. He's an extremely bright young man. I think he was student athlete of the year in, in the Big 12 a couple of years. Uh, so I don't I don't see the Chiefs stepping back. The only thing's going to hold the Chiefs back this year if the injury bug hits them like it has a couple other teams. Coach, you've got the Cincinnati-Atlanta game this week, so uh, an actual dome game, so that, that should be – the weather should be great for that. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a huge breakout three-touchdown performance last week. How how did you see how they used him, and do you think that's something we're going to see usage-wise going forward? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. This is a very, very talented young man. And when you got Julio Jones on the other side of the field, you're going to get single coverage. And I thought it was a great pick. When, they went, when you go back to the draft, Thomas Dimitrov, I, I thought picking up Calvin Ridley and putting him opposite Julio Jones was a great pick for the for the Falcons. And Matt Ryan, it's hard to believe you throw five touchdown passes and you lose a game. Now, the problem with the Falcons right now is they lost the back end of their secondary and injuries, and I don't know how the heck they're going to fix it. Yeah, so to follow up on that, uh, last week Alvin Kamara goes off, Gio Bernard coming in this week. Are you expecting the same kind of – game plan for Cincinnati. A.J. Green's a little banged up, but do you think they're going to try to get Bernard you know, in space with those linebackers back uh, beat up and the safeties beat up for the Falcons? I don't think there's any doubt. Yep. And Andy Dalton's playing really well right now. So uh, you, you look for the Bengals. Um, the big thing here, I think it might be another 47-40 game. Neither one of these defenses uh, have shown up the last few weeks to to stop anybody. And both these offenses right now are hitting on high gear. Coach, last one for you here. Uh, Josh Rosen gets put in last week in a peculiar spot with a couple minutes left to try and win the game. Uh, throws a pick that gets taken back. He didn't. He didn't exactly show out in his first impression, but he's officially been named the starting quarterback here in Arizona. And I know the fans want to hear your thoughts on what to expect from this team with Josh Rosen at the helm. Well, I don't think it's going to get any worse. Um, it's, it can only be better, I would think, right now, pushing the ball up the field. But, again, I just don't like the use of David Johnson in this offense. I don't see – David Johnson is a premier wide receiver, and he never – I don't see him out of the backfield creating the mismatches that he should be out creating uh, and opening th- things up for Larry Fitzgerald. David Johnson, people don't realize, he opened up a lot of stuff for Larry Fitzgerald because he was using the slot opposite or – we always put him in position to be opposite of Larry and pick your poison. So, I, yeah, I, I gotta see. I gotta see David Johnson being used properly for Josh Rosen to even be effective. I think uh, the fantasy listeners of this podcast uh, agree with you as well because David Johnson was a was a high pick going into the season, and we haven't seen that thus far, uh, Coach. Thanks for joining us. As always, we look forward to having you on each and every week, and uh, good luck calling the game this week. Oh, thank you guys. Have a great week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.